Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 Support Call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6.40 Pacific Time, 7.40 Mountain Time, 8.40 Central Time, and 9.40 Eastern Time. Thrilled to have you along with us. If you ever miss these calls, you can pick them up on an application called SoundCloud by putting in or wherever you get your podcasts, by putting in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and T-R-90, or Frank Lomas, and Solutions, the digit for anti-aging, all pushed together as one word. If you're listening to this and it's a podcast and you wish to catch us live, if you dial in to 712-775-8972, you can catch us live. And we would be thrilled to have you along with us. It, when it prompts for the code, put in the passcode of 910022 to join the group, and we would be thrilled to have you with us. These calls are recorded and archived on SoundCloud. So when you're first starting out with that TR90 program, it's your one lean, clean, lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at at least three of those meals, Taking your supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal if it's possible. If it's not, do take them with your meals. It, um, they'll still work. It's just they, it's not quite as super effective as it would be if you could get it before your meals. Seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables every day. Those fruits and vegetables will give you macronutrients, micronutrients, and fiber. And the fiber helps in two ways, one of which is with satiety or that feeling of fullness, and the other is for digestive health. Guys need about 45 grams of fiber daily, and ladies, we need about 32 grams of fiber daily for that good digestive health. The next thing on the list is 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week. Um, You can definitely do more than that, but kind of that minimum baseline is that 30 minutes a day, five days a week. And if you're going to exercise moderately to heavily, you'll be perspiring and you'll need to make sure that you're staying well hydrated. The baseline hydration formula is one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking a minimum of 50 ounces of water daily. But if you're exercising heavily or if it's very humid where you're at and you're perspiring profusely, then you will need to increase that to offset what you're losing in body moisture since you can lose up to a quart of body moisture in an hour. So when you're exercising heavily, they do recommend that you stop every about 15 minutes or so to um, drink eight ounces of fluid to get that hydration level back up. For those of you that don't know who I am, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon, welcoming you to the call. I come to you with an education background, but I've had a huge interest in health and nutrition going back to when I was in high school, which is now well more than 40 years ago. And um, today I'm sharing information that I found that actually helps support your TR90 lifestyle, which is that seven to nine hours of sleep. And I'm sharing information out of a book that has recently come out that's called Eat to Sleep, What to Eat and When to Eat It for a Good Night's Sleep Every Night. It's written by Carmen Meyer, R-D-L-D-N. And yesterday I shared with you some foods or actually some beverages that are not conducive to getting a good night's sleep because of the caffeine that's in them. 
and that would be your coffee, your energy drinks, and caffeinated sodas. That also includes um, green and black teas because they also have caffeine in them, just not as, as heavily as the coffee does. Today we're picking up with um, dark chocolate. And while dark chocolate has its nutritional benefits, like being chock full of antioxidants, it also contains caffeine. The cacao bean from which chocolate is derived naturally has caffeine. Therefore, the higher the cacao content, the darker the chocolate, and the higher the caffeine content. Dark chocolate is generally classified as as having a cacao content of 60% or higher. This percentage is usually displayed on the front of the package. If there is no percentage listed on the package or on the label, doesn't and the label doesn't include dark chocolate, it's safe to assume that there is less than 60% of those cacao solids in there. The amount of caffeine in a chocolate bar may vary based on the cacao bean type and origin. How the caffeine will will impact your ability to sleep really depends more on your tolerance for caffeine and your usual caffeine consumption during the day. If you regularly enjoy dark chocolate before bed and are unsure if it's a culprit for you for your trouble sleep troubles, try skipping it for a week or two to see if your sleep improves. Chances are that if you're sensitive to caffeine from soft drinks, tea and coffee and energy drinks, then having dark chocolate even four to five hours before bed could possibly interfere with your sleep. So how to avoid it? If you're sensitive to caffeine, avoid having dark chocolate four to five hours before going to bed. To satisfy a chocolate craving after dinner, have a piece of milk chocolate or white chocolate paired with nuts and fruit. Enjoy dark chocolate earlier in the day, possibly as an after-lunch treat. The caffeine content in chocolate, is, and these are approximate values, is 12 milligrams in one tablespoon of dark uh, one tablespoon of cocoa powder, 20 milligrams in one ounce of Ghirardelli 60% dark chocolate bar, or six milligrams in one ounce of milk chocolate. That's why it's not um, considered dark chocolate, it's because it's got less than that 60%. White chocolate contains no caffeine. Also, does not contain that the cacao solids, which is why it doesn't contain caffeine. Alcohol. While alcohol is a depressant, so this is the second topic for today, so we had dark chocolate, now we're jumping into alcohol. While alcohol is a depressant and can help the body to relax, it can hinder you from entering the deep stages of sleep. It's in those deep stages of sleep that your body and brain do self-restoration, not a part you want to miss out on. You might may start to feel sleepy after a drink or two or even possibly fall asleep, but you are more likely to wake up frequently in the night, middle of the night. Alcohol should not be used as a sleep aid, and if you're already experiencing insomnia, it might not provide the long-term solution you need to sleep restfully. Anticipate that alcohol may start interfering with and getting your sleep on your 
on a regular basis if you consume three glasses or three drinks or more on a day. Alcohol can also make snoring worse. So if you or your partner snores, expect a night of interrupted sleep. Wine with dinner or before bed is a common nightly routine for many to unwind from the day. While this may not cause any sleep disturbances for some, if you partake in this particular nightly activity and are struggling to get quality sleep, it may be worth taking a week or two away from this habit to see if you wake up feeling more rested. Not only will alcohol interfere with sleep in the short term, but it can also impact nutrient levels in the body over the long term and possibly lead to deficiencies of essential vitamins and minerals. Excess alcohol intake can deplete magnesium stores in our bones and muscles, and having inadequate levels of this mineral has been linked to insomnia, anxiety, depression, hypertension, and heart arrhythmias. Mixed drinks may be causing double trouble when it comes to getting a good night's sleep, especially if they are made with caffeinated soda, energy drinks, or other beverages that contain significant amounts of sugar. The refined sugar, caffeine, and carbonation all interfere in their own ways with sleep, but even more so when combined with alcohol. Also, it's important to note that if you're taking any sleep medication, alcohol should be avoided, as this combination can suppress your ability to breathe. Yes, I did say suppress your ability to breathe. Since alcohol is a respiratory depressant, meaning it makes breathing difficult, it can only worsen sleep apnea symptoms, causing you to wake up even more frequently throughout the night. So how do you avoid this? Try relaxing um, relaxing non-alcoholic beverage like herbal teas. And we'll get more into that. There's a specific one she actually recommends. If you want to drink in the evening, enjoy it with dinner or at least three to four hours before heading to bed. And if every al- for every alcoholic beverage you've consumed, drink two glasses of water to counteract the effects and improve your chances of sleeping restfully and to avoid dehydration. Our next topic, which um, is high-fat foods, while eating, while a fast food bacon cheeseburger meal with fries may hit the spot at the moment, it's highly likely that you'll lose sleep later. High-fat foods and meals stimulate the stomach acid production and loosen the esophageal sphincter, the entry point of the esophagus, into the stomach. Essentially, this means you are more prone to heartburn after a high-fat meal, which can make getting to sleep very difficult. Acceptable macronutrient distribution range, or AMDR for fat, is 20 to 30% of the total calories for adults. If you eat approximately 2,000 calories a day, then that would mean four to seven, 400 to 700 of those calories could be from fat. To put that in terms of gram terms of fat, think 44 to 77 grams of fat. This recommendation can vary based on the individual, so it's best to seek personalized nutrition 
care from a registered dietitian who know who can assess your health history and health goals. Let's say you're aiming for 65 grams of fat per day. If you have a McDonald's bacon smokehouse burger with a small order of fries for dinner, that's 56 grams of fat in one meal, or 86% of the recommended daily allowance. For a lower fat option at McDonald's, a cheeseburger with an order of kid-sized fries and a side salad with fat-free dressing would have 17 grams of fat in it. That's a big difference, and it can make the difference in how you sleep at night. I'd say it's worth considering before you're ordering. You might be wondering how how to easily determine what foods are high in fat. Generally, fried foods, cream sauces, creamy dressings, chips, pastries, donuts, cream-based soups, frozen pizzas, certainly cut and certain cuts of meat and poultry, hot dogs and other processed foods, and ice cream are generally higher fat foods. This doesn't mean these foods have to be avoided indefinitely. Believe me, I'd be upset if someone told me no more pastries. The point here is that you're experiencing trouble sleeping related to some indigestion at night. Take a look at the foods you're consuming four to six hours before bedtime and on a regular basis during a week. A high-fat diet can be bad not only for sleep but also for your heart and overall health. You might be thinking, aren't avocados, salmon, and nuts high in fat? It's true that these particular foods are higher in fat, but it's the healthier type of fat, think monounsaturated, polyunsaturated, and omega-3 fatty acids. That does, that does not negatively affect total cholesterol levels and supports brain and cell health, among other, many other vital functions. For example, a five-ounce portion of wild Alaskan salmon contains about nine grams of fat, with seven of those grams being the mono or polyunsaturated fats. So how to avoid them? If you have a high-fat dinner, take a walk afterwards to aid with digestion. Try baking commonly fried foods like chicken tenders, fish, or fries. Be mindful of portion sizes of the higher fat foods and limit overall intake to reduce the heart disease, the risk of heart disease and other health issues. And I'll stop there. And on Monday, I will pick up with the refined carbohydrates and sugar as something that you should be avoiding. And we'll be talking about spicy food coming as well. With that, this is Susan Mann from Portland, Oregon, getting ready to sign out on the 7th of July, 2023. At the top of the hour, if you scoot over to Facebook, One Team Global Live, one of our leaders will be sharing some information on how to build a new skin business. I was thrilled to have you along with us today, and if you have any thoughts or comments, I welcome them. You can also drop me a text at 503-502-4863 and just let me know um, if you would prefer not to say it out loud, um, and just mention that you're part of the TR90 group, and I would be thrilled to, to research anything and try to include it into some of our upcoming talks. Have a great day, and I look forward to your talk. So there we have it, my friends. 
Some more things we should be avoiding, high-fat foods, alcohol, dark chocolate, if it's too close to bedtime, caffeinated drinks, uh, and caffeine in general. So there we have it. So hopefully you found that of interest. This gal um, has become so good that she actually has quite a clientele, and she wrote this book to help more people because she felt it was an important topic to be um, sharing with others. So with that being said, if there's no questions or comments, I'm going to release us all, and I hope you have a great day. And have a great weekend, and get out and enjoy the fresh air if you can this weekend.